alerts off. We got them off. It is Monday, Monday Mindset. This is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, aka, <laughs> excuse me, Wellness Diva 6.0 on this Monday, June the 12th. And it's obviously Mindset Monday. And here we go. We're ready and roaring to go. Busy, busy week busy you got a busy week no upcoming week busy week upcoming so next week or this week what are you talking about you're confusing Wait, me i said this week oh you said upcoming week so i don't know if you were talking about this current week or next week this so week. why are you so busy about this week lots of podcasts oh gotcha okay uh well i'm busy in another area so i am going to uh do my am i've been doing my, i've been getting a lot oh, of questions cool. over this is my AM uh, detox. I've been getting tons of questions, you know, asking, you know, how do you do this detox? How does it incorporate with your intermittent fasting? Um, how can you like take it? Meaning like from your mindset perspective. So what I tell people, so I'm actually going to do it. So we, so with the uh, Thrive Detox, it's 10 days. You are, you are on a structured diet, meaning what you can do. So you can do anything plant-based. You can do um, fish, no, no animal meat whatsoever, no dairy, no nuts, no seeds. You can have condiments. You can have white rice, all the fruits and veggies you want. Fish, as I said, and anything plant-based, no sugar. The problem... <laughs> because this is where the mindset comes in, especially for me, is that with this particular detox, they want you to eat. They want you to uh, make sure that you're getting in your food, your calories, and because that's also important. But this is not really a time for me to intermittent fast, which that's a struggle because I am consistently been uh, an intermittent faster, you know, over three and a half years now. So for me to eat smaller meals often is a issue because I'm not hungry. So anyways, I'm going to get to that in a second. So anyways, we do three capsules in the morning. So this is my AM. So you're going to get two different packs. One says AM, one says PM. Obviously we're in AM. So I'm going to do my three capsules now. You're going to drink, you know, obviously a lot of water. Hold on. I'm going to this down. Yes, I can get three capsules down at once. For some people, that's a struggle too. So they have to have a really good mindset. I can, I can, I can do it. And then, so I'm going to just drink water. Now they would prefer me to have something in the morning. That's where my struggle is because I'm never, ever hungry in the morning. So while I'm trying to fit these meals in on the, you know, more of a better time schedule, I'm finding that. The closest I can come is two, two meals. So I'm still fasting, um, but I'm not, I'm breaking my fast probably around one versus three or four or five. Sometimes I'll fast all the way to five. And then I'm doing like a 22, two fast. So what that would mean is I'd fast 22 hours and I have an eating window of two hours. I also do a 24 hour fast at least once a month, sometimes twice, but generally once a month. And the reason why, so they say, oh, you know, you're on this nutritional program, 
you're an intermittent faster, why do you need, of all people, need to detox? Well, detoxing is not just about the food, food that we're consuming to get rid of, uh, to release that's in our gut or in our bloodstream. It's also the air we breathe. It's a product that we use, whether it be like most of us do at, at some sort of an occasion. If you're a woman, you go to the hairdressers and other people get highlights, color, uh, treatments, all those things have chemicals in them. Although I've been really uh, using more of a very natural um, shampoo and conditioner, there are other, other avenues. And let's face it, you cannot control the air that we breathe in, especially where we're talking about up in New England, Pennsylvania, New York, they're getting, uh, you guys are getting an influx of, of uh, smoke from Canada. Shame on you, Canada, all about the green, but the problem is you're not understanding that. You need the trees to kind of block some of these forest fires and you cannot just let these logs and trees pile up because that's what causes the forest fire, whole other topic. But we can't control the air that we breathe in. So it's just natural that we get toxins in. Like even when you're walking around, how many people use chemicals on their lawn? How many times uh, is your community getting sprayed for mosquitoes? That's a big thing around this time of the year. So there's, there's stuff in the air that seeps in through either the way that we're breathing, obviously breathing in. It's also uh, gets in our skin, our hairs, our nails, whatever. So detoxing every quarter, and that's generally what I'm doing, uh, is good for your whole body. So it's not just about, again, getting rid of the stuff that builds up. Because you may be surprised what builds up in your colon. Uh, your colon is quite big. Just you don't say. have to tell me that because I just had right. the colonoscopy right. three weeks ago. Right. Or right. So it, it, that's, you know, we, that's the way our body makeup is. Our body can hold a lot. So we got to get rid of that. So my struggle has been just really trying to get more of the food in. Uh, the food choices, being dairy-free, no meat, that's easy peasy for me. I don't eat a lot of meat to begin with. Actually, I'm, I'm starting to rule out chicken now, believe it or not. Uh, and I used to love chicken. But again, it goes back to what are the hormones that they're injecting uh, chickens or, at, or through the processing of cutting the chicken or whatever. Like, what are they doing? What are they feeding these chickens? Along with, uh, obviously, meat. Now, eating meat uh, on a regular basis is not healthy. That's a proven fact. So I was meatless for, I think it was a total of seven years. Uh, but I do enjoy a good steak every, every now and then. So I limit, I really limit, and I'm also limiting where I'm looking to get my beef. So I want it organic. I don't want the hormones. So if I'm going to choose to eat meat, there we go. I'm going to find something. But again, with the detoxing part, we go out to eat, right? We don't know what food quality a, any certain restaurant is going to get unless it's like farm to table. There are many farm to table uh, restaurants out there that really only use homegrown seasonal uh, produce and go to the local farmers and whatnot. And you're seeing a lot more of those types of restaurants pop up because people are getting more uh, educated in what they're consuming in their body. So I had a lot of questions that regard like how does intermittent fasting work? So 
on the short end, I'm doing a shorter fast time hour wise. Um, I'm probably more like 18 hours uh, or 16, I should say it's probably closer to 16, 16 to 18 hours where generally I'll do 20. So I should actually be eating. So I'm trying to actually introduce like a smoothie late morning, but even that's a struggle. I'm just, I'm a firm believer that you only eat when you're hungry. And my body's really, you know, I've been intermittent fasting, like I said, for over three and a half years. So it really, uh, my body is just works better that way. Uh, I posted a, a picture of like 10 years apart and you see the difference. You see the inflammation. You see my skin uh, was not looking as good. And you don't you know when you when you're in those spaces of your life, you don't like. I don't remember myself looking like that, which is so bizarro to me. I just don't. So that's why I I say uh, pictures is a good scale to compare how you were versus where you're going. Uh, and I really think uh, like I'm on day four of this detox. Uh, it is going well. Like I said, I, I don't have a problem plant-based because I'm mostly doing plant-based. I love white rice. So I don't have an issue with that. Uh, you cannot do dairy, but you cannot, you not only can't do dairy, you can't do dairy substitutes. There's a lot of dairy substitutes out there. So if it's plant-based, it's one thing, but if it's not plant-based, you cannot do it. Definitely no sugar. Absolutely no sugar. Natural sugar, yes. So if you want, you know, tablespoon of honey which is good especially this time of year with pollen and things like that it's always good to get local honey so that's a good thing to have obviously we have natural sugars in our fruits all that stuff is okay it's processed sugar that they don't want you to do so that's not real real problem for you alcohol uh i went to um, a great local distillery when you guys come up we'll have to go there cool little spot they distill all their liquors uh, just the way it's decorated with the barrels. It's really cool. And I drank water. And, I, you know, uh, John had a, a beverage and so did my girlfriend, Maria. And I just had water. And they're like, isn't that like bad? And you know, I said, no, you can go out and not drink people. You don't have to drink. Right, right. So I had water. Uh, and you want to consume with detoxing at least 60 ounces of water. So I, I surpassed that pretty much every day. I don't get usually, I generally don't get to the hundred uh, ounce mark, nor do I choose to, because um, I find that, that that's a little bit too much for me, but at least I'm getting in over the minimum. So I'm happy about that. So overall it's been, go, it's been going very well. Uh, I encourage people to, to uh, and you do have to have that right mindset. You got to prepare. If you don't have those particular foods prepared, and we always talk about that, so I, I did, uh, went out to get some, some great uh, fruits and veggies yesterday. So I got them all lined up, washed them, got them all in their jar containers. Um, made sure I had plenty of white rice, uh, which I do. Uh, and just kind of double check. I look in my refrigerator. Do I got everything that I need? I went out and bought some, some I had sushi last night. And I know sushi, you're not a fish fan, uh, but I absolutely love sushi. So I had some of that. But even with sushi, sushi as you age, you got to be careful because you want to make sure that it's very fresh. So I did. And then I got some different cuts of fish for the week. And uh, yeah, so I, you know, and the, and the thing about plant-based burgers, like doing something plant-based, you also have to check the sodium level because there is usually a lot of sodium in plant-based plant foods that are already, you know, 
prompt or whatever. So you got to double check the sodium. So yes, you have to have a good mindset and you've got a good mindset when you're organized with your grocery list. And when you know, can I, you know, if you're one of those that can't go out without having that beverage, you know, don't go out then. Like do things uh, that don't require going out to entertainment that way. Um, I don't have an issue with it. I'll just drink the water. Like tonight, we're going to open mic night in Sebastian at the Tiki Bar. So I'm really excited about that. I'll just drink water or a club soda you know, with lime. I can do that. And I'm fine with that. How's your Monday going? Oh, it's going very well. Um, like I said, you know, busy like everyone. And I just want to go back on detox for, for a second. You sure. know, detox too, when you're going through, <laughs> excuse me, that type of a program is you also have to kind of detox your mind. Like, like if I know I'm going to do something, I have to start like a detox mindset kind of process. I don't know how to explain that, but you know, it just goes to show you that detoxing, um, yes, for what you're going through is physical, but it's also the me mental preparation. Like you said, you made sure you had all the necessary foods, you wash things, you've got them in your jars. And I think that's fantastic, other than obviously um, the sushi. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people don't, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like fish. And they're like, okay, if I can't have animal meat and, and I hate fish, what do I do? Uh, there's other great ways to get your protein in. I mean, spinach is one of, there's a lot of uh, foods that are enriched naturally with protein. And so do your homework, no okay, if I don't like this, what, what other avenues of food do I have? So I'm not starving. And I can tell you right now, I am not starving. Uh, I should probably actually be eating more calories than I am, but I just, because I'm an intermittent faster, this is uh, even a jolt to my system in the sense of trying to get the calories intake in. Um, but I do feel better. Again, it's good for the inflammation and all that. But I like the part that you talked about detoxing the mind because you do. You have to mentally prepare. Like if you're going to do a 10-day detox, this is probably not the best time to have parties. Uh, or, you know, or if you're going to go to a party, you got to go, you have to have that detox mindset that I can still go, have a good time. And I'm going to be drinking, you know, things that have no sugar in them, preferably water nothing like good old water. Um, and what I love about our company is that there's other things that we can put into our water, like Boost, like Activate, like Blast, like uh, our new Colostrum drink. So you kind of change up the flavor. I also tell people to infuse your water, you know, make up a pitcher of water um, and crush some nice things in it, like blueberries, strawberries, pineapple, pineapples, really uh, so sweet this time of year. Uh, lemons, limes, whatever it is to get you, because uh, a lot of people just don't even like drinking water, believe it or not. That is true. And I'm, I'm technically one of them. I'm not a big water fan. I do, when I wake up, of course, drink um, probably eight to 10 ounces of <laughs> water with a little bit of a splash of cranberry juice in it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you know, think of the way, for instance, you make a mojito, you know, you're at the, you see the bartender like scrunching, um, the berries or whatever it is that they do like Mint. do that with your your water so that you have that infusion you know constantly going and it really does um it really gives it that flavor boost because I'm I think the only time that I should say that I really 
um, drink solid water per se is when I'm working out or when I'm, you know, going for a, a power walk, you still need to, of course, drink pure water. And I make sure that I do that. Um, you know, speak and speaking of air quality, you break up, bring up a very good point. Of course, you know, in, in the Northeast, we had all that, the issues of last week. And, you know, I was amazed one morning that our little um, table outside, you know, on our little um, patio outside the loft, woke up one morning and it was loaded with um, ashes. It wow. Was, it was kind of gross. So you think about that for a moment that, you know, you're walking out around, maybe you're walking your dog. <laughs> so you're, like you're breathing all of that in. I have a perpetual cough because of of a condition that I have. It's not from that. But, you know, I noticed, of course, that that was being, <laughs> of course, irritated. And then, of course, let's talk about Twitter news. What's happening on Twitter? Well, as some of you may heard in Philly um, yesterday, I-95. I Have you heard about that? No, I, I, I really, I've been detoxing away from news. <laughs> okay, so, Pretty major, pretty major. I-95 yesterday morning going northbound, a tanker oil truck um, caught on fire underneath um, an overpass of I-95. Okay. Well, from what I understand, there was another car involved. They haven't said much about injuries or anything of that nature. And they fact didn't say anything about that until toward the end of the day. But of course this tanker, caught on fire, obviously, a, you know, a very hot fire, and it collapsed I-95 northbound. It also inhibited I-95 southbound in that area. So they had to obviously shut down I-95. So there's going to be a lot of delays with everything, not just for the surrounding communities, you know, those poor people who, for instance, in the suburbs have to travel on 95 to get to work. It's just, so I was kind of keeping abreast. So with the collapse, was anyone, no one was injured from that? They, and this is what is very odd. They haven't really said anything. They said that there was one car and there was a person, but they didn't say, okay, the guy in the truck like was there an accident was he in an accident with this car is that why the truck caught on fire um they really haven't said much which i think is very very odd and of That's course very strange all uh, the oil got into the um the water some of the water supply so all along in you know various suburbs in philly in downtown philly manhole covers were blowing up wow. so you know prayers to everyone involved with that <laughs> you know pack your patience pack your mindset pack some extra water you know obviously give yourself some extra time to if you have to get around um you know that's a think about that i-95 is closed in philly I mean, right. I mean, it's anywhere, right? You know, so anyone that's traveling, uh, you know, that's going to impact deliveries, uh, mail. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a lot of rerouting. So if you're one of those, you're 
saying, okay, what's the best? I got to take side roads. I got to take smaller routes to get to my destination. Um, so, the, you know, that definitely is going to impact deliveries, uh, special deliveries, people commuting to work, and they're going to have to find an alternative route, which for some is now going to add more uh, traffic and pressure to the areas that would normally see that type of traffic coming through. Uh, and also if you're traveling from, from south to north, uh, you know, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to uh, reroute a little bit uh, this way, which, oh my God, that's going to add another hour to my long schedule. Well, that's what you're going to have to deal with. So uh, that again comes with, you know, proper mindset to, to know that it's out of your control. So you want to be a part of the solution for your particular issue instead of being part of the problem, getting yourself aggravated with that news. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the first thing I thought of was, obviously, I've traveled many times to Philly. Right. My, and um, my thought was, oh, my gosh, if I had to get to Philly, you know, so I thought in my head, okay, I definitely can get to Philly. There's different ways to get there. I could fly in, I could take the train, whatever. But, and, you know, of course, I chatted with Ryan via text message, and he said it's uh, pretty much northeast of him. So the initial part when you get into Philly, I think it's called, uh, that route is called 167. And again, I could be wrong about the route number um, that goes right into 95. So, you know, I, I kind of recognize the area because it's very industrial looking, if you will. Once right. you get 167, I was like, holy crap. You know, thankfully, thankfully, you know, it wasn't on a very busy commuter day. It was very early in the morning. Um, just, you know, a lot of crazy things. And of course, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to get into what some other people are saying about conspiracy theories. That's not my point um, or topic of this discussion. But, you know, just suffice it, you know, you have to, you know, I thought of all those people like, oh, my gosh, you know. Um, you know, emergency responders that were trying to get there, you know, cleanup crews now that are going to have to try to get there. I mean, it just impacts so much for so many people. It's, it's yeah, crazy. sure it does. And what else is going on Twitter news? Oh, you know, a lot about um, certain things happening this week in Miami. Yeah, uh, Tuesday. It's actually tomorrow. Yeah, quid pro but quid pro quo with a certain person occupying 1600 so a lot of uh i've been following the scuttlebutt indeed and of course the other big thing on twitter is um controversy about the american <laughs> the american flag and how it was unprominently displayed and definitely um they said something about the u.s flag violations and you know i kind of heard about that i remember hearing about flag violations like years ago so of course you know i did my due diligence and went online and um i was like oh um somebody um you know so what do you what, what do you what are you referring to though I'm, okay I'm so what i okay so um, the person at 1600 had a pride kind of thing at the White House and <coughs> dis displayed the, the pride flag, fine. But on the side was the American flag. So that's against US flag violations. Right. The US flag 
always has to be prominent in display. Any other flags may be displayed, but they have to be lower. Correct. So a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't know that. Now, since you brought up pride, I'm going to dive into that. Uh, I've been uh, following a lot, and you know, like I said, I don't really follow news sources anymore. I follow just what other ways of getting news. And um, on Instagram, there is a group called Gays Against Groomers. Yes, and they they are uh, have these uh, trucks, obviously because it's Pride Month, and they have these trucks that big warning sign on either side and said Pride is not for children. Take your children home. We are not uh, we are not supporters of uh, groomers. And a lot of people have a misconception of, well, why would someone who's gay have a problem with children being there? And the reason why they have a problem with children being in there is because of all the things that are going on with the schools, with the propaganda books, with the uh, promotion of very explicit, illicit sexual behavior that comes along with that, some of these subject matters. And when I say explicit sexual language, that is a broad spectrum. It, it could be uh, heterosexual, it could be gay, uh, it could be transgender, it could be a, a bunch of different things. The explicit piece though, is now you're introducing a sexual theme, but it goes beyond that because the explicitness besides the sexual acts in picture form are not appropriate for children. Then you get the storylines of the incest and rape that is being propagandized, which is probably not even a word, kind of my own word. Uh, you know, you are portraying that, that this is normal behavior and not even normal, but acceptable behavior. Rape and incest, regardless of your sexual orientation is never normal, should never be permitted because that is the language that is going out in schools. And there's a lot of schools that are in denial about this. There's a lot of administrators that are in denial about this. There are a lot of teachers that are in denial because they're practicing SEL, social emotional learning, DEI, which all has to do with uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. And this is where they're weaving in these very sexual explicit topics and or education. Worcester in particular uh, has a very uh, explicit sexual education that they're just pushing through the system. It's passed. Uh, shame, shame on the state of Massachusetts for that. But this is happening all over the country. And I'm happy that my uh, gay friends and my uh, lesbian friends are speaking out against grooming. They are not for that. Many of them are not even for transgender. That's a whole other topic. I think transgender is nothing but a buzzword it actually ha it actually has a uh, medical name to it which is gender dysphoria which is a mental disorder just like anorexism anorexia not anorexism anorexia. anorexia i'm having issues with my words today so they are using uh, a mental disorder to uh, publicly promote different things. Now, there's a lot of people, uh, you know, that have children that are having this, you know, struggle 
with, with their identity. Folks, a lot of it has to do with hormones. If you're going to push a child into, a, you know, having them bombard you with a, a planned, which they're learning, by the way, from a lot of influencers that are pushing this agenda of what to do when your parents say no, or when your parents are trying to push you to go see a psychologist or psychiatrist, uh, there is uh, gay people, there are lesbian people, there are heterosexual people, but the community part of the LGBT, and that's where I'm stopping because the rest of it is too much of an acronym number thing that I'm not even getting into. It is a dysphoria. It is a medical condition that is publicly stated in the medical guidance of, of publications and whatever it may, the, you know, systems may be for the different groups that are out there. It is a very well-recognized issue. So I go back to that question, which I posed uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you're going to listen to your child and your child's feeling like that, that struggle, why aren't you bringing them to a psychologist, a psychiatrist? Why aren't you asking to have blood work to double check their hormonal levels? And I'm not one for, uh, I'm, I'm all about uh, natural ways of a hormonal treatment, but if they have some serious low numbers that they, they, they need help in that area, why aren't you helping them with the current body that they are? Now, at the end of the day, if someone wants to get their freak flag on when they're of age consent, where they can, from a mature perspective, make that decision, even though uh, I, you know, I personally don't agree with it because it's irreversible damage, not only to the physical body, but to the mind. Uh, there are many, many that are coming out that's already started the process or fully went with the process that have nothing but regrets. They totally forever changed their body. It has now um, been so physically changed to a point that they find they're struggling to even look in the mirror. They know that they can't ever, ever bear children. This is a serious situation. So someone said, oh, it's because you're homophobic. It has nothing to do with being a homophobic people. It has to do that you're not understanding. So would you, would you allow someone that suffers from uh, anorexia to continue to starve themselves? Or would you do everything in their power to get that mental psyche back to where it should be with professional help and slowly introducing food? You can't argue that point because you wouldn't let the person that you love starve to death. You would make sure that they get the special treatment that they need for the medical condition that they have. The, the child at six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, do not know verbatim that they want to be another sex. They're struggling and it could be something as simple as their hormonal levels. Um, and these parents that ignore that situation, I pray for them. I'm not angry with them. I pray for them because if you decide to really go forward, it's irreversible damage, irreversible damage. And the proof is in the pudding because there's too many that actually have gone through the whole process that totally regret it. So you can't refute that. You're refuting the process that your child is going through with somebody that actually already went through it and is telling you, don't do it. And one of the big things that these children say that are now, you know, entering to be young adult, like where were the adults in my life back when I was 14 years old? 
Where were the adults when I was nine? Where were the adults when I was 16 to tell me no? that this is not the right avenue for you, that let's get you some medical help, which includes psychiatric help, and let's work with this together. And at the end of the day, once that child has grown up and is mature and still wants to do it, that's on them at that point. But as a parent, you have the, you, you don't, you're not threatened by your child threatening suicide, because that's what a lot, there's a playbook out there from these influencers that are on Instagram and TikTok and all that. Hey, your, your parents are going to say this, do this. They're going to say that. Your teacher's going to say this, threaten this. Like there's a whole playbook that these young children are exposed to when they're up in the room, door locked, and they're on TikTok and all these other different social medias. So I am glad that Gays Against Groomers is speaking out finally. Uh, and they're having these trucks uh, strategically placed in many different pride uh, assemblies. And I'm glad, I'm very, very happy that they're coming out and speaking up against it because I have so many, I have so much respect for so many people that I know that are gay or lesbian that are not for transgender and they're not for children being exposed uh, to things that they shouldn't be. They only also have children. And while, yes, they're very proud, which they should be of their relationship with their, their partner, they don't broadcast it in the sense that the, the other people are doing. And it's, they said, I don't want my child exposed to things that includes. And so everyone gets focused on the transgender piece, but they're not understanding a lot of these storylines in these books or these cartoon books have to do with rape and incest. And that is never okay, never. Yeah, that's, oh my God, you're so correct. And there's such an injustice as like when, when you have a conversation or a conversation comes up and the first thing that a lot of people who have opposing viewpoints than you point out, the xenophobe, the homophobic, the blah, you know, stop with the word slinging. Like, I think it's more important to focus on the children, obviously, um, when our society goes to overboard, totally overboard with the ideology and indoctrination, we, <laughs> we are at a critical point. And now I, I you know, we always, we always say, we always encourage, you know, we have opposing viewpoints, you know, we welcome opposing viewpoints and we still do. But I have to tell you, when children are at issue, when ch the children of our future are at stake and ideology and indoctrination is being literally shoved down their throat, throats, that's where I draw the line. Uh, the other interesting news uh, that really got my mindset going uh, was, I think it's Dr. Martin. I can't think of his last name. I think I sent you the, the uh, it's on YouTube. Dr. Martin, I can't remember. Uh, and he talks about the origins of COVID and you would be shocked. And the one number I'll give you is 1965. And that's how far back it goes. That was an interesting piece that really got my mindset like fired up uh, in a good way because there were some things 
that I already knew. They were brought out uh, in about probably three, three years ago, excuse me. And, you know, more and more information is coming out about that, uh, which has been buzzing around. Uh, and, and everyone's like, you know, really focused on that because they're like, you know, I knew there was more to the story. I knew there was more to the story. And that's the point is when you're open to conversation. And that's why we love saying, you know, you got a different viewpoint, bring it here. It's okay to have a healthy debate. It's okay to disagree, but you better, you know, with certain topics, you better have your knowledge correct. You better have your eggs in a basket. You better have, uh, you know, your research in play because there's certain topics like that particular one and what's going on with schools that I could run you around circle. And I am proud of that because there's a difference between giving someone's opinion, which we all have them, which leads to someone's bias. There's another thing about truth. And I heard, uh, I can't remember exactly where I just heard this. And it talked about having two truths. Uh, there is no two truths, people. There is truth, period. That's it. Fact, truth, that's it. You can have opinions on either side about that truth, but there's only one truth. So the fact that, that well, there's two truths. Well, uh, there is uh, someone who has an opinion about something, and then you're going to have someone else who has another opinion about something. In the middle is the truth, the fact, and you can't you can't dispute that. Well, it's it's three sides to the story, your side, my side, and the truth. But what people, a lot of people, fail to realize is when they say, "Well, this is my truth." Okay, that's great. That, but that's your opinion, right? Your this whole my, don't you think that my that whole phase phrase, which drives my truth, it absolutely is because the bottom line, it is subjective in nature. For instance, I was earlier talking about the I ninety five thing. In Philly, that is the truth. That happened. I have my own opinions uh, from what I was gathering from information yesterday and what I didn't say. That's my opinion. And that is subjective because I don't have any substantiated proof. Fact. I don't truth. have the fact to no. base that truth. That, so my opinion in that regard is subjective. Exactly. And I love the way that you put that because a lot of people, especially on social media, are so blurred by um, giving their opinion and stating it as fact without the disclaimer, this is my opinion. And someone that's very postured in that is going to say, no, this is my opinion. I have done research that kind of supports my opinion. But at the end of the day, if I don't have the, all the facts about my opinion, it's still my opinion. It's not the truth. And it's and subjective. And, you right. know, the, the opposite of subjective is objective. Can, right. And for instance, here's where objective comes into play. And again, a lot of people do not get this. I'm just going to come out and say that. To be objective to somebody else's opinion, you can't just hear you need to listen because when you listen with great intent, you may pick up certain things which actually support your subjective view on something, your truth, whatever you want to call it. But you may also learn that what they are telling you what their truth is, is not objective in nature because they failed to look at 
the other side. And I think it's interesting, you know, it's kind of a word salad, I get it. It Although, is, but at the same time, it, it makes, it's common sense. Yeah. And I think that's why I don't like the phrase, my truth. Uh, you can be true to yourself. That, that, that is a correct statement, but it's saying my truth, uh, being uh, kind to yourself, being uh, objective of your own self, your abilities, your inabilities, being accountable. Those are all being truthful to yourself. But there is no, especially the way the phrase my truth is, is actually being used. If you're using it to promote an ideology, an opinion, propaganda, that is not truth. That is an opinion of a lifestyle or opinion on a certain subject matter, which we all have. It's also called, you might as well just say it's my bias. Same difference, uh, I believe. But again, you know, we are, uh, we have no problem uh, having healthy conversations with other people, even if it doesn't align with the way we think. We're not supposed to all think alike. We're supposed to be able to have different opinions and through sharing the different opinions, you hope that the end game of that is that each person that's engaging in that conversation learns either something new about the other person or still may not agree with that person, but has a better understanding, a better uh, you know, mindset as to why that person believes what they do. You don't have to agree with it, but you get a better understanding uh, uh, when you engage in a proper debate. Proper debate, debate is no name calling. Uh, yes, at times the conversation will get heated, but always circling back to a more calmer, peaceful at the end, like in closing, when you're at that closing point of the conversation, to always have a mutual respect that, hey, we don't agree, but at least we understand where the other one's coming from, even though it differs from our opinion. Um, that's how you get things accomplished. That's how you get to understand other people's ideas and what interests them, as well as their belief system. Not everyone's belief system are always going to align, but I think the common denominator, this is why I love what Gays, for, uh, Gays Against Groomers is doing, is there are heterosexual people that truly don't understand uh, the gay and lesbian community as well. Uh, and that's kind of where that frustration lies of acceptance. But as a whole, that barrier has been busted. And <clears throat> the one common ground that gays against groomers are showing to heterosexuals. We have the same, you know, as pa we're parents too. We love our children too. We wanna protect our children too. We wanna keep, keep our children as innocent for as long as we can too. So what I love about that, other than the, the certain dynamics of what, what they're saying right now, which is so important, is they're allowing those that don't quite understand the gay community as a whole, hey, we aren't so different. Our sexual orientation is different, but we're not so different. We come together as parents. We come together in faith of promoting good, healthy childhood uh, grow growing up standards. We want what's best for our children. We want education to not include explicit material. So a lot of times when you have these conversations and you start debating, you realize that your differences are all not that different, that there is common ground, 
And that's the hope with a healthy mindset that you go into these conversations with an open up mindset, that you're going to lay uh, what you feel from your opinion and vice versa. And within that, you can find common ground. And that only comes when you're open and you have an open mindset. That is so true. So, you know, as we always say, as we always encourage, if you have a different viewpoint, if you want to comment on today's episode, or perhaps you have an idea of what we've been chatting about, and you would love to have that conversation with us, please go to our website, www.twosistas.online. To the right, you'll see a tab that says register as a guest, fill that out. We receive an email and we'll contact you from there. And on that, on that note, we hope that you have an amazing Mindset Monday. Remember, it's all about detox and what does that mean for you? Would love to hear back from you. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 6.0 and I am with two sisters. And I wanna give some last minute shout outs. Uh, the Spencer family had an amazing weekend. Uh, we had Reagan and Jed. Uh, both scored goals. They both had assists. And Jetty and his Cowboys team, flag football, are the Super Bowl champs with a Super Bowl type bling bling. So he's oh going to have God. to take a picture of that. We also want to wish uh, a good election day to Jamie Publico. If you're in the Dudley, Massachusetts area, today is your town elections. Uh, please consider her. She's the only choice to be on the school committee member that is qualified, that is well-informed, and that really wants to partner with the current school committee, as well as the administration and teachers, but also is a big component of really respecting parents' rights and transparency. So if you're out there, Jamie Publico, Publico I always pronounce her name, with the, the B and the P and I get confused. Uh, but again, that's in Dudley, Massachusetts at their uh, town, uh, current town election day. So it's their town election day. Check her name off. You will be uh, satisfied. She's willing to partner with everyone. So we're excited about that. And with that, uh, yeah, this is Nani Boss with two sisters on this Monday mindset. We gave you a lot to think about, a lot to chew on and a lot to detox about. With that, we will see you tomorrow for Triumph Tuesday. Big day tomorrow. We'll see what we got going on. Take care, everyone. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye for now.